Welcome to Worlds Collide, the wrestling card podcast for wrestling fans by wrestling fans, featuring Tony Bella from WrestlingTradingCards.com. This is like a, a stock market. Like- and Zan Morning from Wrestling With Cards on YouTube. And I'm not saying there's a right or wrong answer, I'm just posing the question. Join them as they navigate the world of wrestling cards, helping you build a bigger and better collection and making some money along the way. What's up, wrestling fans? Welcome to another episode of Worlds Collide. Man, I'm really knocking it out of the park with getting the title right on this. You're doing great. This is going to be an ongoing thing with us, isn't it? I think yeah, going yeah. Over, like we're going to be like kind of like, like, be... like people wanting you to pay for UPC codes. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> It's going to be like 2035 and I'm like, hi, this is uh, Zan and Tony. <laughs> I'm an, I, I've got early, early onset of dementia now and I'm 95 years old, but I'm still getting the title right. Still getting the title podcast. right. <laughs> I don't know my name, but I know the show. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Speaking of what? knowing the show, this is a little bit of a different show. This is another After Dark episode. Yeah, I don't even know what people think about that first After Dark. Like that was a weird thing to talk about for me i i didn't i never thought in a million years <laughs> that i would end up talking about my history of doing e-federations and i just never thought it would come back like i thought it was a dead thing for me <laughs> like it may not be dead yet because at the close of the show we've got a topic we're going to throw out to all the listeners and see if they want to participate in are okay. we going are we going to do a worlds collide e-fed stick around and find uh... out I don't know if I can devote that kind of time. <laughs> so we're going to kick things off today with a question. Yes, that's right. You can send questions into us if you would like something answered or just a perspective, something to talk about. Today's question is from at, now get ready for this name, GJMJ71 on Twitter. I don't know how you get that name, but that's, that's interesting. Hmm. Um, general question. Why do you love wrestling? That sounds like a bot. <laughs> it could be. Very well could be. I, this is our first question we've ever been asked. I think so. I don't think anybody's ever said a question to this show before. Yeah. And if you I guys like want, if you guys want to send questions, uh, hit Tony up on Twitter, myself on Twitter, the world's collide podcast, Twitter account, all the links are in the show notes for any way that you can get a hold of us. And we'll talk about that more later, but you know, this is just a general question that I don't think fits into wrestling cards and people, you know, the after dark series in general, people are tuning in, to worlds collide to hear about wrestling cards and what's valuable what's not what's a cool card what sucks well but in yeah. the after in the after dark we just get time to just talk about wrestling collectibles and just other things that just don't fit into that and if this isn't the type of show for you you know stick with us we'll come back to talk about wrestling cards we're going to talk about them in this show but well somehow we tie it we tie a card or sure. two in there <laughs> yeah absolutely i don't think we we could talk and about wrestling and not include cards in the discussion but that's true so Tony, why do you like wrestling? Why do I like wrestling today? Just in general, whether in general, it was, you know. I, well, I mean, it's 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 one of my it's like my oldest form of entertainment to me. I mean, I think wrestling came around for me the same time cartoons came around for me. I mean, it's just since I was a little itty bitty kid, uh, my earliest memories are of wrestling, um, of going to in Los Angeles and going to uh, you know. Uh, uh, different little venues out there with my grandparents to go see uh under the giant wrestle uh you know five six midgets or something like that you know or watch uh you know the people just 
I mean, nobody had heat for me and my parents uh, and going to wrestling. Nobody had heat like class two Freddie Blassie, man. That guy, that guy had, I mean, just being a kid and like, just kind of like, where's my grandpa? Where's, where's my grandma? So I feel like this, they're being, they're going to hurt this man. They're going to, I mean, I, (laughs) I, I felt like as a kid, like I legit believed that the people there hated him and just kind of growing up with that and watching you know, uh, my grandparents, especially my grandmother, watching wrestling on Channel 56 at Telemundo, you know, and, uh, you know, not understanding anything in Spanish, but just watching people tell stories in the ring that was always fascinating to me. Now, I'm not the historian that someone like yourself or other guys who are really into it like that. I enjoyed it just for what I got to see. And I didn't follow, like, I didn't collect magazines. I didn't go out until, you know, in the 80s when I got cards. So, uh Wrestling's always been a great story for me. That people say it's like man soap opera, you know, and, and it, yeah. in a way it kind of is. I mean, but um, it's not entertaining. It's just um, that I always believe people were getting hurt like that. Probably when I was younger, yeah, I, I, I thought someone was getting hurt, you know, on purpose. Sure. <laughs> but I don't know. I just I, I love it because it's just um, when told right even if you didn't know anything about that particular wrestler or today we call them superstars, whatever you want to call them. Um, if it told right in the ring, uh, what they did in the ring or what they do in the ring, uh, when it's done right, it's just something magical about it. It's just something so cool about it. Yeah. I'm, I'm kind of with you. I've just grown up with it forever. And whether I was super into it at one point and just not so much, it's been something that's been completely constant with me my whole life, whether it was being, uh, you know, un- under the age of five with action figures and watching the Road Warriors VHS tapes to, you know, being a teenager and being like, not quite the smart fan, but being like all in on like magazines and going through the PWIs and looking up all the indie feds. And I'm like, what is, what is indie wrestling? Like, I didn't even know because we had no internet, you know? And just being just completely immersed with it um, from booking standpoint to, as you said, telling the story in the ring, um, the characters, though, the characters and the storylines, those are the two things mm-hmm. that always get me. And that's what kind of goes back, uh, tying it back into cards, because I said we'd do that. And you said we'd yep. do that. Uh, that. That's what I like to collect. You know, there there were sure I saw, you know, on Nitro, just the crazy amount of great cruiserweight matches. And I was entertained and they told good stories, but those guys, I don't collect them because they didn't really stand out to me, but guys like Hogan, guys like Flair, they could talk like they did different things. You know, Flair was a talker. He had the look, he had the persona and Mm -hmm. that's the character I latched onto. Whereas Hogan was like the body guy, the hardworking guy, the kind of man's man, all American guy. And then you had guys like later on new Jack, just going completely against the grain doing his own thing and i'm like well i can really relate to that as well and it's 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 all about characters and storylines and the like the fact that the the thing that i knew at some points like in my adulthood of when wrestling really had a hold on me is when i started getting i'm not i wasn't crying or anything but when i could see like an emotional reaction for myself watching the wwe hall of fame and i don't even remember who it was that i was watching get inducted a specific year or whatever but it was like this guy is getting a crowning achievement, you know, call it a fake hall of fame or whatever, but he's getting recognized by his peers for something that I've seen him do my entire life mm-hmm. and seen it lead up to that. And it's just like, man, 
I remember all these times and just paying homage to him. It's like, wow, this, this really is something that's that important to me that I didn't even realize maybe that it was important. And, you know, it just goes back to the whole characters. Like I even still to this day, like to walk around and if I run into somebody, I'll be like, Oh yeah, the pleasure's all yours. You know, <laughs> stuff like that. Like I just take these things from wrestling <laughs> and apply like, cause sometimes I think life is like the biggest work there is mm -hmm. so like taking pro like pro wrestling is life whether it's politics yeah, whether it, it's it, i mean it covers it i mean it's it's like probably the most yeah. pure and honest form of entertainment out there because it kind of mimics what's going on in the world really yes it takes characters and situations and plays it into uh here's where we're going to settle our differences and this is how we're going to do this and this is how we're going to do that and it's just um again when told right it's like, you know, why can't we just do that? There would be no more, there'll be no more hunger in this world. Why can't we just, you know, whatever. I mean, it's just, it's just, it plays on your, if done right, it plays on your emotions. It plays on, uh, you can, you know, get that kind of yeah. feelings like that. Or you can get like, ah, oh, this sucks. You get that kind of feeling. I mean, it, it just plays every, every aspect of your emotions. And um, yeah, I agree with you on all that, all that stuff. I mean, it's almost like um, even, you said collecting the magazines and following all your favorite things. I did that too for a little bit. I wasn't really into the magazine. I was more into music magazine. So I always liked like my circus Me too. and cream yep. and hit parader. And uh, I was into all that kind of stuff. And if I got like Kerrang from overseas, I was, I was all over that. And um, so I, I kind of equate those two together. Like if it's, I wanted Same. to kind of know more about everything about, Oh, like, I, I didn't know a whole lot about uh, instrumental music that they do mm -hmm. instrumental, like heavy metal instrumental music. Oh, Steve Vai, Joe Satriani. Oh, that's freaking awesome. I love that. Stu Ham plays bass. I should check out his stuff. Richie Cotson. I love that stuff. You know, yep. you know, then getting into like, uh, you know, uh, death. Oh, I love this band's yeah. name. I love the band name already. I mean, I love him because of the name, uh, you know, and then anything like that stuff. I, it's just, uh, wrestling is the same for me. It was just like, uh, we didn't have internet, like you said. Right. Um, and uh, a little bit older than you. So, I mean, <laughs> it's just, we didn't have internet when I was a kid, especially. And uh, so you have to kind of get your stuff in magazines like that. And, and then you read stuff and you see like, oh my God, that guy's all bloody. And uh, oh, I can't believe it. that, yep. you know, I was like, that's amazing. And like, I'm sold. <laughs> and it's just, uh, I don't know. It, it's always been, again, I haven't been with it the whole ride. I haven't been, I haven't been in that car the whole entire time. You know, sometimes I stop, I get out, I do other things in life like we all do. Sure. Like, you know, music, music's been a, probably the only other thing that would probably be greater than wrestling for me. hundred percent agree. That, uh, has been a constant since for as, all, as long as I can remember. So it's the only thing that I can think of that, uh, even movie TVs, which I'm, you know, not TV so much, but movies kind of a movie buff as well, but music 100% has been like the only thing that probably be greater than wrestling for me. And, um, uh, kind of moving and navigating the waters that's always been consistent but wrestling like you said you fall it you were into it then you kind of fell out of it you come back into it you know i was really heavy into like everybody else in the attitude era you know i was into it in the, in the early 80s late 70s early 80s because i was watching as a kid uh and kind of fell out of it got back into the attitude era kind of fell out of it and got a little bit in the aggression area kind of fell out of it you know and here i am now years later and i'm kind of getting back into it but because of social media i don't have to like digest all of it in real time anymore i could just kind of you know pick what i want to you know focus on and like oh that, that guy i want to kind of find out more about that right. guy or that girl and that's yeah, so, a lot easier to keep up with like regardless sure. of what you're into and so but you know i think the the rooted love of wrestling is 
always going to be there. And, uh, you know, for a long time, you, you kind of hide yourself as being like, I don't want to be like that wrestling nerd. And it's like, <laughs> you you, you kind of hide that. So I, I think the, the jig is up with me and my wife is pretty much aware of the fact that, you know, yeah. she, cause she goes, he was making fun of me today about the whole car thing. He's like, Oh, you are really back into this crating card stuff, aren't you? You're oh, should we have a party? It's like a, a welcome back party. It's like, we're gonna have like balloons. It's just like making this whole extravagant things like that. Like, and part of me was like, you know, shut up. <laughs> and part of me was like, I'm not that back into it. Well, I'm, if you're, if you're gonna do that, you just have to make sure you book the genius to come like read your way, read your entrance <laughs> way to as you walk through the door That's with the right. balloons and the pomp and circumstance. <laughs> I'll reach out to him. I'll find out. It's like that. <laughs> Ain't that hard to find. Yeah. You know, the, that's one thing I was never afraid of. Like, um, is just admitting that I loved wrestling. Cause even through school, like they'd be like, Oh, you like that fake stuff. And I'm like, yeah, like I would, I would like fight about it. I'm like, all right, well, you want to fight? Cause I can show you some <laughs> like legitimate wrestling holds, like, you know, that were like quasi MMA stuff back, yeah. back then. And, but I've never been afraid. Cause I, I just don't care. Like I treat it. I, I treat people who don't understand wrestling like Ric Flair treats the audience when he's cutting promos. <laughs> That's because I'm, I'm above them. I'm better than them. They've got nothing <laughs> on me. That's how I've always treated it. And then I have to look, I have to ask them. I'm like, okay, well, what kind of movies or music do you watch? Oh, well, I'm into comic books. I'm like, okay, comic characters, wrestling characters are exactly the same kind of people. Like so is t- I mean, same TV, thing. Yep. TV, I think I, I didn't hide from it. So don't right. get me wrong. I didn't hide from it. Everybody who's ever known me through my whole life has known that, oh, Tony, he's a wrestling fan. I didn't purposely put it out there and say, oh, I'm sorry. I, I can't go out with you tonight because I'm going to be going to a pay-per-view. All right. I can't, you know, or I, I didn't do that kind of stuff, but, um, you know, I never hid from it. It's like that, but, uh, I, I just didn't push it out. I didn't really push it, you know, per se. I didn't, mm-hmm. you know, walk around going i'm a wrestling fan kind of thing I, you didn't I walk was, around with a replica belt in public yeah yeah i know oh, plenty of people like too that. bad <laughs> I, I could tell you what's what's weird for me now is that all these years later like because of my position as as you know and i've mentioned many times on different uh episodes uh on both podcasts uh you know i i've had the pleasure over the years now of getting to know some of these wrestlers and work with them so now it's like I'll, I'll never forget the first time that I, I the very first time I worked with Kevin Nash and it was a, not so much intimidating, but it was just so like surreal to me that I'm a fan of yours. I used to watch you every Monday night and then on Sundays, once a month too, uh, even before the wars, I like, I was a fan of diesel. I like, I, I saw you guys wrestle and it's like, I can't believe that I'm actually at a table. I could spend a whole weekend with you trying to sell stuff for you, make money with you, uh, and, and just hang out and get to know each other. And, and then here it is, you know, 15, 16, some odd years later. And, you know, I, I consider him a friend where I can just call him up and we can chit chat and talk and talk about the family. So yeah, it's just sort of kind of surreal to me that it comes to that level now. Yeah. Um, where it's not so much like I'm not interested in wrestling anymore. I'm more interested in talking to the actual person who was the wrestler now and just kind of talking to them on a normal level um whatever well, that and, means well and you actually bring up a good point we've talked about this um maybe on air off air both i can't really remember um i think you know just wrestling i think a lot of the stigma comes from the fans they get so defensive about it because they think if you don't like it like you're wrong and i'm not that way like i understand people don't like wrestling there's no sure. issue with that 
But I also think it comes from the fans that try to be the smart fans that they, they think they're the, like I I've stood in lines at indie shows at TNA shows at WWE house shows. And people are like talking about the angles and well, if I was in charge, I'd be doing, and I'm like, dude, just sure. be a, be a fan. Like, come on, show up. To oh, the- that's, that's no different than, you know, missing Monday morning quarterback for crying out loud. Yeah, that's, that's a good point. Well, <laughs> yeah. you know, okay. So here you are comparing wrestling and sports. I like yeah. it. but yeah i mean i think sometimes the fans give them a bad perspective and like that's the thing like if i was you and i like i think it's awesome that you like know the wrestler that you work with them and but like you're not going to be the snotty nose replica belt guy walking up and saying oh no hey do you remember that one time in 1952 when you beat this guy oh yeah i've been that i've been there trust me i've been in lines for events in the past and people talk about uh you know, this, that, and that. Well, I, I know that he doesn't do this. And, gonna, and they, they all like, they all think that they know something in, be, you know, behind the scenes kind of stuff. And it's just, um, you have to roll your eyes and just kind of go, yeah. oh, Jesus Christ. I mean, I, you know, even back then when I didn't know anybody and wasn't working with anybody, I mean, you still kind of roll your eyes. Now that I kind of know a little bit about stuff that goes on behind the scenes, not a whole lot. I mean, I don't talk about that kind of stuff usually with these people. Yeah. Um, it's just kind of like, whatever, man. I mean, uh, just, just be a fan and enjoy be the show and, and yep. have a good time. I mean, enjoy your belts. I'm glad you got 15 <laughs> of them on you. Um, and, you know, uh, spend some money on, I, I'm not going to go there. I don't want to offend anybody. Um, <laughs> oh, that'll be for the next episode of yeah. After Dark. But, you know, I, I, you know, there's all different levels of fans and all different, everything. I mean, um, I, I'm, I'm a big, uh, I'm a big Cheap Trick fan, so. Uh, that's me. So, oh, oh, hold on. Completely off topic. Uh, Cheap Trick is actually my second concert I ever went to. Really? Yep. That's interesting. What is? What was my second concert I went to? I can tell you my first concert was Kiss. My first was Anthrax. Ah, uh, I liked Anthrax. I had a good time at their show. Yeah. Um, yeah, Cheap Trick's coming to my town here August fourteenth. And, uh, you know, for whenever this airs, I don't know, but uh, they're going to be in town. And of course I won't be here. I'll officially back on the road again. <laughs> oh, I'll be, sucks. I'll be in Pittsburgh working with Kurt Angle at Steel City Con. Come see us. Well, there, um, could, there could be worse things. It could be worse things, but it's really hard. Like, do I want to go and make money or do I want to go see Cheap Trick? Like, yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So, uh, but, um, yeah, uh, wrestling's always going to be in my life. I think it's always going to be there. I don't Same. think it's ever going to go away. Um, whether I like the current product or not, whether I like certain superstars today or not, um, I'm still going to have some level of interest of like, what's going on over here? So I, I love, I love what's going on in in the in the uh, industry right now. I love what's going on with wrestling right now. I think. 2021 man is an amazing year to be a wrestling fan i mean if you're a fan uh but because we have social media and the world's so small because of it we have so many again monday morning quarterbacks going like mm-hmm. i wouldn't have booked that that way i would have booked that out you know aew is better than wwe and tna like what i mean impact shows you how old i am um <laughs> it's just um you just love it all you know you yeah. can love it all i mean uh, there's certain there, there's certain characters and superstars and and every federation out there that i like you know that i can go like i like that guy i like that guy's look i like that girl's look or whatever it may be just kind of you know like it and appreciate the the art that's being thrown in front of you yeah and if you don't like it you can go back and watch the stuff from the 70s or the 80s because we have those capabilities now yeah. the internet and streaming and i will tell you one thing it, it bothers me about 
certain wrestling fans who go like, well, it ain't what it used to be. No, it's, it's not supposed to yeah. be because that, 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 that era played itself out. Yeah. No, nothing. We, same could be said with anything in life. Exactly. You know, it's yeah. like, uh, you know, well, uh, everything was great with Metallica from like, you know, uh, <laughs> Matt, you know, master puppets back. I mean, maybe injustice for all, but they, everything else is crap. It's like, okay, well, it's just not your thing, man. It's like, that's like, you know, uh, yeah. Meanwhile, yeah, really, really meanwhile, their, that, uh, their, uh, black album is like the top selling. Oh, metal it's, in the top, yeah. it's in the top yeah. talent. It's in the top five selling albums of all time. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Um, so. it's just like, ah, uh, nah, ACD Smith, Bond Scott years were better. I mean, wait, that, that was wait, should, are we talking about gatekeeping? Should we save that for another topic in the same show here in a second? We probably could. Yeah, absolutely. All right. Well, we're going to move on to the next topic and we're going to, yeah. we're going to put the, uh, gatekeeping on the back burner for a minute. Sure. Let's talk about local card shops versus online sellers. This doesn't necessarily have to do with wrestling. It can, but, um, let's just talk about some of the differences between the two, um, that, You've experienced, I think you've got a pretty good relationship with your local card store owner. I mean, yeah, for this particular one, I mean, it's kind of unusual for me because even um, when I was living in California, I've only been here in Arizona now for three, three and a half years. Um, you know, I, I didn't really frequent a lot of card shops in SoCal. Um, there were a few and I had been to some, um, but mostly when I was in the late 80s early early 90s right after upper deck started producing baseball cards i was really heavily into collecting baseball cards so everybody's after griffies and i had plenty of those and upper deck was in yorba linda california i lived in yorba linda california so it was like really convenient for me to go back and raid their trash bin sure it's a whole different story for that <laughs> but um uh so i started going to a lot of card shops back then uh but after that, that probably lasted for me maybe a, a couple of years, and that was it. I didn't really frequent a lot of card shops because then I got into non-sport cards, and so I would start going to like comic shops to try and find non-sport stuff because sports card shops were correct. That's where I was getting stuff. That's what I was getting ready to say. That's a that's a definitely a con of the traditional LCS. Correct, and I just uh, but then I came out here, and as I started getting back into, I started seeing your content. I started seeing a couple of other people who specialized in more sports stuff, but occasionally do wrestling stuff. And then I started doing my own thing and then started, you know, bringing WTCs back. So I got the itch to kind of go out and maybe get some more cards against like that. Maybe, maybe collect, maybe not. And as we know, I'm just a player collector now. Um, and so I went out to a couple of card shows here and I went to one and nobody had wrestling cards. Nobody did. And it was a small show and I, first time being at a show in a long time i'm like that's, maybe i'm because i'm new to it again i don't know I, I was surprised there wasn't any wrestling when i see so much content being put out uh on various things talking briefly about wrestling cards or seeing your stuff and then kind of going well it seems to be like enough to have someone go out there and talk about it on youtube a lot all the time about about wrestling cards why doesn't anybody have wrestling cards which then said hey you might want to go see this guy over here on 35th and da 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 and I think he has wrestling cards and that's what started my relationship with my local card shop because I went there looking for wrestling. He had only modern stuff. Um, and then he was also a big wrestling fan, then found out what I do for a living. And we started now booking talent to come to his store and do signings, which is going to come to an end probably at some point because I'm doing my own store. <laughs> What's the name of the store? Just in case people want to swing by there. Um, local we're here in Phoenix. We're off the, it's basically off the close to the one Oh one seventeen. It's called 3d sports cards and collectibles. Um, since I've known him now, uh, he didn't have as much wrestling 
as his focal point in his store. But now because I don't know if it's a combination of because we're bringing wrestlers to the store because I want to be a competing store, having wrestling stuff that he started beefing it up, but he's got like, I'd say probably half of his store now is probably wrestling, wow. you know, on the walls. Card-wise, yeah. it's still all sports, basically. Still, though, yeah. that's that's still pretty good. I mean, he has half of his store is going to have, like, framed, uh, maybe, you know, kid-sized belt signed by talent or an 8x10 that's framed uh, or a, a pop figure framed with an 8x10. I mean, he's heavy into, like, getting this stuff. Like, he wants to be known as the wrestling guy in the area, which is kind of, like, a conflict of interest for me kind of thing, you know? Sure. So, but, can you, like... Do- what kind of reaction are you seeing from people coming in there? Are they, uh, are they wrestling fans? Are they just sports cards fans that are just don't even care about the wrestling mix of both? What are you seeing? I think, I think it's probably more of that. It's a, it's more of the, they see wrestling. It's like, eh, cause I think most of them are coming in there because it's a sports card shop. Mm-hmm. He's known as a sports card. If he was 3d wrestling cards and oh, collectibles sure. or three, it'd be a whole different thing, but he's 3d sports cards and collectibles which is a wide open thing of a lot of different things. Yeah. And I, I, I don't know. I would think if you like, and, and I want to talk about this with you opening a store. Like I I think if you're, you're kind of limiting yourself as to what you market, if you're calling yourself a sports card store, as opposed to like, I've been some of these other local stores that are called gaming stores Mm -hmm. and you go in and they legitimately have nothing but games but then yep. there's other ones that'll say collect uh, such and such collectibles, right? So you go in there and they've got sports cards, they've got wrestling figures, they've gotten uh, non-sport cards for you know like uh, wax packs of like Alien or you know sure. Predator or whatever. Like, and then then they might have like like autographed eight by tens of you know non-wrestlers and just random people and just all kinds of oddball collectibles those are my favorite stores to go to because it's like i love those kind of stores because yeah, you never know what you're going to find it, that's exactly where i was going you, ne- you and, never know what you're going to find stuff like that there's a great store in redlands california called inland empire toy store run by greg and i do bookings there too i'll actually I'll be there september 4th i have uh i have hall and nash book for that event uh that store um and he's not just wrestling although i he books a lot of wrestlers for appearances but He'll have like Power Ranger people there. He had uh, Ray Park there from Star Wars. I mean, he has people come in and do appearances and he has all kinds of cool stuff there. Like it's not just cards. It's, it's a lot of figures and statues. And, and I mean, he has all kinds of stuff. It's that you never know what you're going to find in his store. It's a cool store. And that's good for him. But for me, I got the itch to do open a wrestling guy store here in Phoenix because I've been booking for so many years at the wrestling guy store in Los Angeles. I like the store owner. He's a good friend of mine. He runs a good business. I think it's a great market for him. It's a great niche. And it's something I'm passionate about and I love. And I can kind of really bring myself back full circle about being that kid and, and getting really involved in the wrestling again. So like that, maybe have wrestling playing on TVs. I mean, I have an, a vision in my head of how it's going to look at my stores so like that, where stuff is going on all the time. And, um, you know, it, it, sometimes it does. It pays to specialize. Um, and sometimes it's kind of cool when you have uh, a store of all kinds of different stuff. As, as a buyer, I like those stores where I can go in and never know what I'm going to find. Yes, but as, same. as a seller, I want to just be, I want to special, I would never carry baseball cards. I would never mm-hmm. carry football cards. I'm not going to carry Buffy the Vampire Slayer cards. I'm not going to carry, you know, GPK or Wacky Package. I'm not going to, because it's not my niche. It's not what I know. I mean, I know enough about it, but I don't know enough to like, I want to specialize in it kind of thing. 
So it brings up some questions. I want to ask you about your store and, sure. and then we'll get into uh, online selling and how that intertwines. Oh yeah. So from a wrestling store, are you going to be the offering like many types of wrestling things or are you focusing on certain things within the niche? I'm many times, I got to start and I have to, I have to take all the clues and all the advice from someone who's been doing it for I mean, He has the physical store location for eight years now coming up on eight years uh, for but, a small business too. That's really good. But, but he's been selling wrestling specific stuff for 15. Yeah. Uh, so um, went from a flea market to an actual store. Uh, so I kind of have to, you know, I, I have to take his advice on, on how to do things like that. And you have to appeal to the market of the youth right now. And they're the ones buying everything up. So I have to buy current product of current t-shirts, current action figures, whether that be the elites and the basics and whatever kind of stuff I have to, I have to grow from that and then get to his level where he's, you know, selling keychains and, 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 you know, hell, one of my sons early, and I'm never going to throw it away, by the way, never going to throw it away. My son's one of his first onesies is a Macho Man Randy Savage onesie. I got that's him. awesome. I got it from it's a purple one with the glasses, and it's just it's freaking that's awesome. Cool. And so when he grew out of it, I was so upset that he grew out of it. <laughs> um, but I have it, and I got it from the wrestling guy store because he has that stuff. Um, will I get to that level? I absolutely will get to that level one day. But what's going to be different for me from him is that I think he's a little cautious about his relationships from his distribution people, whether it be direct from WWE, direct from Mattel, that kind of thing. I want to try to, to kind of, uh, you know, you know, go out and break the uh, outside the envelope a little bit. And I'm going to carry, I'm, I'm going to carry trading cards. There's no question I'm carrying trading cards. Yeah. Uh, he doesn't, he doesn't carry trading cards. I want to carry AEW product. I want to carry uh, impact product. I want to carry whatever my market decides like, Hey, we don't carry any ring of honor stuff. Well, because you're the only person in the last year who's asked for it. That's why. <laughs> um, Makes sense. And that, that's kind of what he does out there. And he only all these years has carried Lucha stuff because he was literally like five blocks from where they, the temple where they recorded all the Lucha stuff. Mm -hmm. And he made a relationship with Lucha and he worked their vending, to, uh, their uh, merchandising place. And in exchange, he got all everybody who was ever in Lucha Underground. They all came to the store and signed autographs. Um, so I, I, I want to carry the local stuff. And that's another thing. The local card shop here right now is trying to you know one up me on that is like he's made a relationship and paid for advertising for the local wrestling com uh promotion and so he had guys come in last time uh there were local wrestler guys that were for arizona state wrestling or whatever the hell it's called and uh they're good guys i met the promoter good guys but he's really trying to make his i want to be known as that you know john just sports guy but also the wrestling kind of guy too and like yeah, but if you've got if if you well, like what you said, you've got people coming in there and they see the cool stuff on the wall and they're going, eh, then it's not going to happen. That, that's yeah. what I see. Like I'm not there 24 seven, obviously, uh, uh, but the times I go in, um, it's sort of like the Vela curse, you know, for me, uh, where it's like I see like I go someplace and then people, anybody from my family goes someplace, like this place was dead when we got here. Now it's packed. What's been happening? <laughs> <laughs> so every time I go there, uh, in the store, name is Daryl. He's a great guy, great guy. And he's like, you know, I need to come and hang out in my store more often. Because every time you come in here, I get busy. <laughs> and uh, but guys are always coming. It's like, hey, do you have any uh, singles from like, you know, sixty-seven tops, or do you have any singles from, you know, eighty-four? You know, what? And uh, they're, they're, no one's coming. I never hear anybody come in asking for, hey, uh, you know, when's that signing? Or hey, do you have any wrestling uh, boxes? Or, you know, part of that was a little worrisome for me about opening a store here. 
but I'm thinking, well, because I'd be known for that. He's not known for that. He's a sports card shop and he's going to be that sports card shop that dabbles in wrestling. He also has stuff there signed by like, you know, Elvira and stuff signed by, mm-hmm. you know, Robert England and stuff signed by, uh, not Robert England, they were, but you know, Freddy Krueger. Um, well, if he had wrestling card King autographs, it might be worth more. Maybe. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. <laughs> um, so it's just, uh, you know, I, I, I'm taking a stab at it, you know, going on the, you know, <laughs> I'm definitely, yeah. uh, and, um, you know, I, I think I'm going to be, I think I'm going to do everything I can to be successful as a local card shop owner. Uh, but I'm not a card shop. I'm going to be a wrestling store that carries sure. wrestling cards. Um, so I'm constantly always looking for cheap or donated card sets of any wrestling card sets that I can use to put on the shelf, sell cheaply, get kids involved, want them to try to get into cards stuff like that and kind of pass it on to other people as well. Please tell me that you're going to have like a quarter box or a dime box or something like that. That's oh, one of the absolutely. most. I'm going to have a free, I'm going to have a free little bin of like things that just kind of put in there and, and, and I'm going to be brutal and put rubber bands on them. And <laughs> no, I'm going to put them in team bags and, uh, you know, and kids come in. Kids, I'm going to get, yeah. mm-hmm. I'm gonna, I did it for years. Anyways, my friend Mark, yeah. who one who works for PSA, uh, he taught me years ago. Like we had, I was so involved in non-sport cards, you know, Xena, and it didn't matter what it was. And when I got my, my daughter, when she was a kid, I got her involved in, you know, we had like a bug's life and little mermaid and, and things like that. And whatever she didn't want, you know, I had all these singles. So every Halloween, I put little bundles of, of cards together. I give them away instead of candy, I gave away cards. Mm-hmm. And uh, I, I did the same thing in a store. I'd be happy to give away free cards in a, in a store for, for someone who's gonna like, oh, trading cards and they become a collector. So do you think kind of going into the online seller perspective, like what kind of challenges do you see that physical store business owners have now that, you know, most people, if you, if you listen to card foundation, shout out those guys. If you look at Twitter, if you listen to even some of the mainstream podcasts, when they briefly just touch on wrestling, like it's, you know, a thief in the night and then it's gone. Sure. Um, when they talk about it, it's like, oh, well, this is the eBay comp. Uh, I bought it on eBay. I bought it on uh, Com C, you know? So it seems like most of the people are buying wrestling there and buying a lot. And we all know the Amazon, you know, life that people sure. have kind of migrated. So what do you, what kind of challenges do you see LCS owners having? And what do you uh, see happening as a future business owner, a physical store owner compared to I mean, the online? I, I, I kind of consider the fact that when I was at Frankenstein collectible there and I had a booth there, I was sort of that gray area i had didn't have a store per se but i had a physical location where i sold at a retail price there that's the nature of the beast you have to do your homework like anything else uh, collecting if you want to be a serious investor in it whatever it is that you want to do I, matter of fact let's just broaden the whole thing to life in general whatever it is that you want to do in life if you don't do your homework and do the legwork and do uh just do the work you're not going to be as successful as you can be. I think, uh, well, I know, I think, yeah. Uh, I know. Uh, so, um, it's just a necessary evil online has made things has made the world smaller. So I can easily go online and if I'm willing to pay for it, I can get a good deal on something from Japan or buy something from some guy in France, wherever I want to buy things from. And as a, as a store seller, obviously it hurt a lot of people, an actual physical retail store. It hurt people. I mean, we don't have Virgin Records anymore, we don't have Tower Records anymore. 
yeah. you know, because we have online for streaming, we have, you know, but, you know, also guys like me, I still collect vinyl for crying out loud. Um, it, it, you have to know how to shop and you have to know how to price. And so you have to be very diligent and about uh, looking online to see, hey, I've got this Roman Reigns card now that I came into my inventory now. I got to go online and check the comps and see what's going for online. And is it within my price range, you know, to say, hey, I bought it for 40, it's selling for 80. You know, you got to, you got to do your homework, man. You got to do your homework. I mean, I, I see David's like that. And I, I'm like, how, do, how are you surviving selling wrestling figures when there's guys online like giving this stuff away for like nothing almost it seems like i agree yeah that's a good point but you, you you're also building up a repu uh, a rapport and a reputation with your local community that are you know helpful and supporting small business uh so every year they have a small business day uh or small business week or whatever it is like that so you know it's important to you know uh reach out to your community and um, if you can provide something to your community and the community will, will reward you and come back to your store and buy from you, especially if you're providing good customer service. I'd rather go and physically go buy uh, the latest Cheap Trick LP at a, my local record store than buying it off of, uh, eBay or Amazon right now because I physically want to go in and have that transaction of like holding it in my hand yep. right when I buy it and not wait for it to come in the mail. Yeah, and I'd love I'd love to do that with cards. Um, with my LCS, they don't have any wrestling stuff at all. That but they, they will carry Pokemon or Yu-Gi-Oh or kind of some offshoots like that. But they are really cool owners, and I just like to go there to, like you said, help support local business. And another thing, I was like, okay, I need some of those four row boxes for my cards sure. to store in. Well, if I actually go on eBay and buy them, they're more expensive than they would be if I just walked in there. Yeah. So I'm like, I'm going to go buy a stack of them and support the local business. So sure. any, anytime I'm around there, I'll stop in, I'll buy a card that's, you know, I've a card I actually want. I'm not just going to buy something just because, but I'll pick something up. It's a couple dollars or I might spend 30, $40 on supplies or whatever. So I think it's important for us to support the local card shops when we can. But obviously if you're, um, you know, a Star Wars collector, wrestling card collector, something that's just outside of the realm of a traditional LCS you have no choice but to go online, but I also understand it from a business perspective where you can't have everything because you're just, no. you just stretch yourself too thin from money standpoint. But there, I mean, there's guys out there who buy collections of collectibles, period, and that's yes. just kind of what they. And then it's kind of like, well, I have all this different genre stuff. I might as well go ahead and just put it all out there for sales like that. Uh, I mean, that's I, what I like to do. But then, I, then again, I'm using an online platform to do that. Sure. So, but you don't have any. I, I don't think you don't have any dreams or aspirations to open a local card shop of any kind or a physical no, and retail place. The reason being, I, th I think it would be cool. I think it's the coolest thing you could ever do for a job, to be honestly. But um, I just thought of a record store for me. <laughs> same, same thing. Yeah, yeah. I think a record store would be just as cool of a place or a yeah. record store wrestling combo store. There's Ooh, an idea. Mm. But I don't want the overhead. I don't want the liability. I don't want sure. the rent. I, you know, when I can do this at a way smaller level out of my own house and not have the overhead you're making a lot more money it's not as fun and i can't do as much as i'd like to but you know that that's yeah. that, that was only my perspective yeah i i just um it's only something that i thought about doing the last year um i never really thought about opening up a store ever i just thought i would be happy being on the road um going out doing the convention scene like i always done and um 
you know, then of course, you know, I met my wife and we got married it's like that. And I, I'm, I enjoy being home. And of course I've got a little yeah. uh, uh, boy here that I, I love to be around, obviously, of course. And uh, I wanted to take care of everything. And, and, and so I said, well, how can I take wrestling stuff and working with wrestlers and my, my love of cards and, and wrestling cards, of course, what can I do? It's like, nah, maybe I'll open up a card. My first thought was opening a card shop. And I thought, well, I don't, I don't want to deal with baseball. I don't want to deal with yeah. basketball. I don't want to deal with Pokemon. I don't want to deal with any of that crap because I don't know it. And I, and I'm, I'm honest with myself. I don't want to invest time in becoming knowledgeable about that stuff. It's not of interest to me. So why would I invest my time in doing that kind of stuff? Whereas wrestling cards I've known for a long time and now I'm getting back into it again. So I can, you know, things are coming back into full circle for me but kind of reinvesting my time and energy, uh, learning about things and uh, no, and, and wrestling. I'm kidding. I'm kind of cool with wrestling again. Again, I'm not watching, but I'm still learning and, and picking up all the highlights. So why not? I, I see what David does at wrestling guy store. And then I'm trying to think of different ways. Like I'm always thinking of ways where I can be raising and earning money. Mm-hmm. And so, um, I'm thinking like, wow, I can open my store. What makes me have an advantage over somebody else opening wrestling stores? I've already got a tapped in, you know, client list I can go into to help promote my store and bring in signs once a month or every other month. Um, I can do privates at my store, it's like that, where I can have people come in and submit all their stuff. I mean, I think there's a lot of different things I can do. And I'm not just tied into, because we're, it's 2021. I'm not tied into having a brick and mortar. Sure. And like, this is it. Nobody came in today. I made no sales. Well, I have a whole thing called the internet where I can start selling things online and yeah, I know customers, but I'm on the computer right. selling stuff and still making money coming through that way. Do you think that's another drawback to LCSs is they're, they're kind of, st- not all of them, but some of them are just kind of stuck in this old mentality that they don't want to. Some are, I think some are, some are, some don't, some take a long time to gravitate towards technology. I used to work for a guy named Julio years ago who runs a non he was a non-sport guy great guy love the family uh but it took them several years to like listen to me to say you got to get on ebay okay like he would literally give me all the inventory like every month i would get a thousand items from him i'm not kidding with thousand it'd be playboy it could be buffy it could, it could be everything across the non-sport spectrum in trading cards everything um, and then I would get paid. Sometimes it would be a commission off what it sold for. Sometimes it's just a flat fee. Like I'm giving you $1 an item, get all thousand items listed. The sooner you get them listed, that's a thousand dollars to you. And then if it sold, it sold, if it didn't, it's, that's on him, but it'd be under my name. He didn't even have an eBay account. It'd be under my name. That's how I built my eBay name at the time for so big. Um, until I finally had to teach them how to do it themselves. And then they kind of just weaned me off, but it took him years. He missed, he missed a lot of opportunity there to make money while he wasn't making any sales at both his location in garden Grove and at Frankenstein's. But um, some guys just are happy just sitting in the store all day. Maybe it's an escape from the husband or wife. Maybe it's a, uh, you know, just get them out of the house. I, I don't know. I mean, if I'm sitting there doing nothing all day, I would probably just tear the uh, little hair. I have yeah. left on my head out of my, and so it's just, um, you got, you got to take advantage of what's available to you. And to me, it's why not? Why wouldn't I have an eBay account? Why wouldn't I have any opportunities I can to sell my dead inventory some way to make money? Right. Speaking of dead inventory and curmudgeons, let's, let's uh, transition into our next topic. Collector complaints. Oh, you start that one. 
we're going to burn a bunch of people here. I have a feeling. Nah, I, I don't feel it's right to burn anybody specifically, but you know, I'm not opposed to it either, but. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I think both of us have seen, you know, we like to talk about, and we're going to have to do a whole episode on this, but I think, you know, the wrestling card from wrestling card perspective, most of the community has been great. And I still think they're great, but we're starting to see a little bit more hostility and anger and opinions, which you're going to get. But this is, this is the first time I've really started seeing people arguing about like prices. And if this is the rookie card, if this is not, if this is the grading company to go to or not. And do you you think during the pandemic times like that, since the world's opening up again, people are getting more comfortable being how they used to be before the pandemic. But when they, during the pandemic, you had no choice, but to be cordial and polite to other people online. And I got to do business with because I can't go anywhere and do anything. So I got to be nice to somebody now. That's a good point. I'm online all the time and I got to build a reputation or something. Now people are kind of like, you know, Hey, well, I don't have to deal with you. So F it. I'm going to go someplace else and do that. I mean, I don't know. I, I'm just thinking outside here. I'm not sure. That's a good perspective that I hadn't thought about. I, I'm just wondering if, uh, I don't know. I, the hobby itself is growing. It's not growing anywhere near the speed or the level of other sports, obviously. Um, that's kind of what we're you know here about to kind of help, maybe promote that uh but i have noticed that too I, i've noticed there's been some a little bit of hostility amongst people i've noticed some uh a little bit of uh and i have experienced it myself like firsthand like myself uh kind of even dealing from the content standpoints like that as sure. <laughs> you know like uh dealing with somebody else going like uh, okay you can go ahead and take i guess <laughs> you know but um seeing people like uh you know complain about pricing that wasn't there before for some reason wasn't there before and it, now all it, of a sudden it goes both ways i've seen people complain and i've talked about a little bit about this before on my wrestling with cards channel about the curmudgeons that are like oh i used to be able to buy that card for five dollars there's no yep. reason it should be worth 500 so that's an argument but sure. then on the flip side we've got cards that are supposedly rare being priced a huge amounts of money or people like myself complaining about people are grading these base cards that aren't worth anything. And, you know, it's a free country, but to then push that card as a two, three, four or $500 card is just ludicrous to me. So well, it does people who are just trying to capitalize on, on a market that, that they, right. you know, if you had, they done that six months ago, they probably would have got those kind of prices back then. Cause everybody was kind of going crazy about like, this could be the next big one. This could be the next big one. This could be the next big one. You know, it, they, I kind I kind of get that. Uh, Do you think we're now, to the point, though, speaking of that, that maybe between us, Card Foundation, anybody else out there, do you think people are maybe starting to get more educated on what to buy it and what is just kind of there? God, I hope so. I mean, I really hope that's the case. I mean, what's the reason listening to this stuff? Uh, what's the reason why I listen to Card Foundation or, or you know, anybody else out there doing something? There's a what's um uh, extreme wrestling, uh, his, mm-hmm. uh, his yes. podcast as well. I mean, what's the point listening to these different shows and people's different perspectives on what the market is, because I can't monitor, you can't monitor eBay 24 seven. Sometimes, uh, someone on one of these shows is going to, you know, give me an interesting uh, tidbit on something I didn't know about. And so, uh, what's the point in having this stuff if, um, you know, it's not interesting and it's not, uh, you know, worth knowing about, I mean, uh, 
uh, we're yep. all trying to about educate people and stuff. And I just think there's a, the market right now as a whole is across everything. We're seeing it everywhere. I mean, stuff is kind of, you know, botting, uh, coming down to a normal level, but you know, the floor has been raised. Definitely. You know? uh, a $50 car that sold for $500 is not going to be $50 anymore. Now it's probably going to be sitting down like a hundred bucks now, or even 75, it's still above that $50 price point before, you know, now it's just, um, you know, new levels are being set. Uh, both high and, and, and the floor, the floor. Uh, so it's just, um, I don't know, the world's opening up, people are getting uh, moody again. <laughs> people are getting, uh, I guess not that they weren't before. But I, I don't know. It's just because um, I brought this, I brought this up, up to you in a text anyways, before we even started this. And that was like, you know, have you noticed, you know, I've always heard that the wrestling card community is one of the best communities out there. And I still believe that it is. I think generally speaking, overall, it is from my knowledge. And I don't have the knowledge that you have and others who collect other things besides wrestling who are into baseball and basketball and football and all that stuff that that could be a little more of a hostile environment with some people over in those kind of communities. It's not really looked upon like that in wrestling per se, but I'm starting to see in the wrestling community that it's creeping in a little bit. We're starting to see some of those, the bitching and the complaining and the pricing and it's too high, it's too low, it's, uh, you know, mine's better. Why would you, I mean, it's, just, it's weird. I, I mean, I don't know why it's happening all of a sudden. I, has, has the market, as wrestling cards gotten to that level that is so popular that it needs to be bitched about like everything else? <laughs> I don't know. Like, um, you know, per perfect example is I currently, and you're, get ready for this, this is going to blow you out of the water. I currently have a card at PSA that's in grading that I just sent off like last week. Yes, believe it or not, I sent an express order in and they've actually okay. got it through into grading that quick. And that would be an 82 all-star Hogan that's signed by him. Mm -hmm. I never in my like wildest dreams would have thought when I started with that, you know, speaking of LCSs, I bought that box of quote junk at my LCS started flipping that stuff. Look, I never thought I would own a card of this magnitude. So I had to get it graded and like, I'm happy to have it. Meanwhile, we've got people arguing about the, the points of grading, what grading company was used, how the signature looks on these things. And I'm like, guys, I'm just happy to have one. Yeah. Like, and, and I know I'm going to make money off of it if I ever sell. And I don't care how much that is because I wanted the card itself. So I think there's like these semantics about the cards that people like to get caught up on, which I like to discuss here and to be completely transparent with anybody. Um, any of these complaints, me and Tony are going to keep doing our own thing. We're keep, we're going to keep putting out content. I don't really care. I mean, I'm, I'm grateful for everybody that follows us, us, subscribes to us, checks out our content. But if you disagree with me, that's fine. I frankly don't care. And it's, I mean, in my opinion, if you do, then maybe I'm wrong and it's always good to have different perspectives of things. Sure. But none of this stuff ever bothers me. I just like to bring it to the forefront for people maybe that are new getting into it, that see some of this stuff online and just kind of food for thought, so to speak. I, I get a little bit more emotionally involved than you do so like that. I could probably take a tip or two from you on that because I just get kind of like caught up in the, in the angle. Like I, we were talking off air, as a matter of fact, about something that, you know, I said, I, I, just, I had to, to delete that because I, I don't want to get yeah. involved in it. Where before in the past, I probably would have just kept fighting that damn thing. I would have fought it and fought it and fought it. But 
in, in the grand scheme of things, it's not an issue for me. It shouldn't be an issue. It never was an issue. Uh, and I shouldn't continue to pursue that negativity at all. So uh, I'm, I'm more and more of you. Know, this, me now compared to a year ago, it's so like that is a night and day thing for me as far as dealing with that kind of stuff. So I just don't want to engage in it anymore. I, I, I see things, I have comments, I'll maybe relay a comment to you through a text, like, did you see that or see this, I think, and just kind of making a comment, general comment about it, but I'm not getting involved in it. I, I'm going to continue to keep doing what I'm doing. Uh, I'm going to continue to keep putting out content to help educate. And maybe I don't have enough time anymore to do YouTube uh, videos or like that or do a podcast anymore, but I'm still going to continue to keep putting out information for WTC. I'm still going to continue to keep putting out, uh, you know, product for, you know, my, my store and still continue to try to educate people and share my knowledge of the hobby with people who ever wants to listen. Right. Yeah. I just, I, I, a lot of t like, if, if I'm asked a question online or something, like I'll respond, but I don't feel the need to go into these like multiple threads of arguing about something sure. that just like, I don't care that much. I got my, you know, I got content to produce. I got a life to live. I got too yep. much like fun things to do and positivity in life that sure. I, don't, I don't, I don't need these keyboard warriors. Yeah. I see a lot of it going on where people are like, you know, Hey, I mean, uh, you know, I, I'm not, and I, I'm not calling anybody out. I'm not making specifically anybody's like that, but you'll see things where people make references to how they look in an avatar or you know, their, their profile picture or how they, you know, because they're complaining about uh, why is this so overpriced like that. I mean, I, I don't want to get involved in those situations. Do I have an opinion on those? Yeah, I'll keep that opinion to myself because I don't sure. want to be involved. I'm not going to be involved in that comment. It's, it's not involving me. Um, it's just, I'm seeing it in real time out in the world because you've made it public. So, um, you know, I, I, I do, you know, agree with one side and disagree with the other side based on whatever I, I mean, I'm just not getting involved. I, I have, like you said, I have a life. I have too much other stuff I have to do. Um, I'm sitting here every day. It seems like night and day. I'm sure my wife is tired of me sitting here all the time. <laughs> Same. Uh, de dealing with, uh, you know, doing, how many apples did you do tonight, honey? I thought you were done. You came out here three times now. So I, or, you know, um, it's like, no, Zan and I got two more to do. Don't you worry. You know? Um, uh, it's just like, uh, I got, I got a store I want to try to build towards. I got a dream I want to try to fulfill with that. I got, you know, I got a booking business to take care of. I got a, you know, it's got, there's a lot going on. It's, I don't have enough time in the day to sit there and listen to somebody else's problems and their disagreements as well. It's like that. So, uh, I, I, I made a tweet, um, you know, a few days ago, whatever it was, I think it was, uh, that I, uh, ended up regretting and I took down like that. Uh, because I was kind of calling somebody out in a roundabout way for doing something I, I didn't agree with. And uh, they made a comment and I thought, oh, my blood was boiling about trying to comment on that. It's like that. And I go, so I made a quick comment, like, you know, hey, you know, whatever it was, and a general comment, kind of asking a question. And then I was waiting for a response, didn't get a response. I go, you know what? I'm almost at the point now, Zan, was like, what would Zan do? <laughs> I want to have a t-shirt just so you know W <laughs> W Z D as long as it has a barcode that says everybody has a price on it too. Everybody has a price. Uh, you know on the back of it it's gonna say one of one. Yeah um, that's it. <laughs> um I, I just uh I didn't want to get involved in the um the back and forth and make make something I felt uh might have been an attack at me or something that I took personally. I didn't, I wanted to keep it that way, personal. 
I didn't want to have to put it in a public forum and go back and forth on it and go like, what the hell is going on here? Yeah. Um, it, it was nobody else's business, but how I felt. And um, I took it away right away. So another thing I want to clarify too, is I'm all about having discussion. There's a difference between discussion and arguments. Sure. Like, you know, if people are asking, Hey, what, what card was this set from? Is this the rookie card? Which as much as we don't like talking about that, we'll do our best to answer. And if we're wrong and somebody else chimes in, that happens all the time. And I'm just like, cool. I was wrong. Let's get the right information out there. I think too often, like some of these people they're they're they want to win. Like, yeah, it's all about the win. Yeah. They, they want to be right no matter what. And they, they want to have the best card no matter what. And like, I guess, I don't know, whatever. I, I just like having fun with my collection, trying to make some money along the way. And yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I, I trust me. I want to make money along the way too. Um, I don't have the joy of collecting at the level some people do um, like I used to, because uh, I'm just, I can easily fall into that again. I can easily fall into it. Like I see even non-sport stuff. I'm looking mm-hmm. at stuff, I like go, man, I could easily go and start getting boxes of that Marvel stuff because I just love that design, that artwork, and it's just so pretty. <laughs> well, I you could, you uh, kind of dabbled with it with those Sasha Banks Star Wars cards. I, I did, but, yeah. you know, I, I justified it by making kind of a connection across, sure. you know, it's still wrestling, it's like that, but you wouldn't find me buying any other tops, you know, uh, you know, the living sets, like, which, by the way, where the hell is that stuff? Oh, it's sitting in the kitchen. Um <laughs> Uh, yeah, I, so I did that. I, I bought, uh, I bought the Sasha Banks, uh, uh car from the top uh, Star Wars living set. And uh, I thought mm, that's, uh, you know, it's not going to be a huge gain for me, but I, I can't see any worse than flipping, you know, flipping that stuff and doubling out. Right. I mean, um, and, uh, and I, I'm okay that what I paid for it, I, I'll sit on it for years. I don't care. It's just, it's fun and cool to have. And I'll just have it. I'll throw it in the storage. It'll be a, a storage, oh, unit, uh, you know, uh, fine in 2035. <laughs> Yeah, because by the time that gets around, your YouTube channel is going to have like 6 million subscribers from, uh, from Tony Goes to the Vault. <laughs> no, I, I wish I had half as many subscribers as you got. <laughs> well, just wait. When you start going to the, the storage unit, the, the, the now famous storage you, unit. No, it's there, not even that famous. You make, you're making it more than it is. <laughs> the, the, folk, the folklore around the storage unit has become worldwide known now. Uh, yeah, well, you know what? My numbers aren't showing it. So maybe when I, <laughs> maybe when I do uh, that, I hope that you're right and that I start getting... But I'm not... A, I don't care. I, I, yeah. I, part of me was like, why am I not getting enough followers? Like my wife would ask me like, so how many followers do you have? And I said, I don't know. I have like 120, so like that, whatever it was. She goes, that's really good. And I go, I guess I, I don't, you know, I mean, I'm not like, and if you're having fun doing it, who cares? I, I'm having fun. It's a little bit stressful at times. I, I don't have the ability to put out the content you pump out. It's like that because I'm not, I don't have a lot of just me on a camera. It doesn't matter I, if you're having I, fun. I, then Yeah. I, I have to have something to bounce off of. I have to have a conversation. I can't like sit there and like, Hey, Tony one, what's going on? It's like Dave Mustaine from like, you know, <laughs> hello, hello me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And so I'm like, uh, I just don't, I, I don't know, but um, you know, I, I enjoy putting out what I can put out. Uh, I have ideas for other things coming on the road. Um, just again, educating uh, and just trying to have fun with it. And I just, I just gotta, I gotta do me, man. I gotta yeah. do me. I bounce a lot of ideas. I think you and I text almost daily. Yeah. <laughs> and I, I, I bounce a lot of ideas off of you um, and, and vice versa. Um, and we have some cool things coming down the pike here, I think hopefully. And, uh, I don't know. It's just, uh, it's, it's a cool community. Uh, without it, I would have never met you. I wouldn't be sitting here doing a world's collide podcast with you. 
yeah, I'm here to have fun and whatever happens along the way is, you know, I mean, you reached out, you reached out to me and I'm like, okay, I guess uh, this guy is uh, serious, wants to do something. I'm like, sure. Yeah, we're going to be the mega powers of wrestling. That's right. We have a t-shirt, like our faces on it's like that, like (laughs) worlds collide mega powers. It's a good idea, actually. Uh, That's not a bad idea. You said (laughs) a, a minute ago, though, you said you could easily see yourself falling back into stuff. Could you yes. easily see yourself falling back into e-wrestling feds or something along the lines uh, of that? If you know, if I, I'm going to be honest <laughs> with you. I'm going to be honest with you. I, I know this is like our closing uh, topic here, because um, <laughs> I didn't know where this was going to go. And after the after the last time we talked about it, I'm going to be honest <laughs> with you. I could see myself doing something like that if I had the time, but I don't have the time. To do something like that, if anybody who listens, whenever that episode, I don't even know if that episode even aired yet. Yep, it's out. Oh, is it out? <laughs> yeah. Oh, God. Uh, so if, uh, I don't even know if that stuff even exists. I, I have to believe that it does. I think I did say that I believe it does exist still. Uh, but technology makes things so much difficult. Like, I think some guys are probably on it. It wouldn't surprise me if guys, it wasn't just all verb, you know, words. It wasn't all just typing stuff, you know, keyboard stuff. It wouldn't surprise me if it's now what we're doing on a camera where guys are role-playing in the sense where they're dressing up as characters sure, yeah. and, and like pretending to be their character to get over as their e-wrestler kind of thing. Uh, I know I don't have any, I would, that's a level I would never go to. That's not, I'm not, I'm not that animated. It's taken a lot for me to do what you and I are doing right now to even have this kind of conversation for me being on camera. When someone like stacking slabs asked me to be on a, a Instagram live that was nerve wracking for me. It was, he made it very easy. He made it me feel very comfortable, but I'm not an in front of the camera kind of guy. And I've made no bones about that from the beginning. Like this was a way for me to kind of get over that fear. I've made a lot of leaps and bounds and strides and, and, and getting to that point. Um, Cause when you and I first talked about, well, it's gonna be an audio version. I said, okay, I, that's a little bit more bearable. It's like that, but now we have a video companionship to this thing. So it's like, um, I don't know. I, I just don't, uh, I don't think I can get myself involved in something like that, but writing, if I was going to be typing things out and role-playing through like cutting promos through like a message board like that, I could probably fall back into that again, if I had the time and I'd probably be a divorce within six months. <laughs> <laughs> well, you better be like Carl and start liquidating your cosmos set. Oh yeah. I did. <laughs> wait you oh. you can't liquidate it it's still at psa it'll be there it's for five a, years yeah it's gonna be there I, I, i'm at stage four now oh that's a plus yeah I, I, here's, here's a funny little side note on that by the way so i sat at that because there's anybody who's done psa and i'm learning because I'm, I'm new to the new to that uh eight steps mm-hmm. okay i've been stuck at step three for months sure where it's in the what uh, uh research and research and id yeah so and then all of a sudden I get a text message from my friend, Mark and Mark works has worked now at PSA since April of last year. Absolutely loves it. He's even got promoted already since then. And lo- he absolutely loves it. And it became like this little thing. He sends me a text last week and says like, basically, you know, of, of all the, all the bars and all the worlds like that. He's like, they literally got thousands and thousands and thousands of orders coming through. Right. He got my order. Oh man. What a coincidence. They don't, they don't get to pick the orders. He got, yeah. I have, I have two submissions. He got my first original submission, which has that 82 cosmos uh, uh, cards in it. And he goes, um, he's like, dude, he's like, he's like, I, I can't, I said, I got your order. 
And I go, really? And I I go, which order did you get? So I said, I have one order, which I had mistakenly put like, don't uh, grade. I didn't know you can change the levels of what you would accept for your grade. Oh, yeah. I I I didn't know that. So I was really nervous. I'm going, oh man, I made a mistake. This was all, almost all are probably to come back to me like ungraded because I told them don't grade less than this. But I contacted their customer service and PSA was, uh, even though it took about two weeks to get back to me, <laughs> they, uh, they did tell me we've taken care of it. And so uh, we, we removed the, the minimum uh, grades requirements you said so. So it's wide open, whatever you get, you get. And so I was a little nervous. So I asked again, they told me, yes, we followed up, da, da, da. And so then Mark, my friend Mark says, yeah, I have your order. I go, does it happen? Is it the one that I requested to them remove the minimum grade? He goes, that's the order I have, which is the Cosmos sets like that. Nice. And um, he goes, yeah, I got it. And he he whipped it out like, in, like he had it done in minutes. And it, all of a sudden I looked at refresh while, while I'm texting him. I refresh, boop, four, <laughs> step four. <laughs> nice. I go, can you get that to step eight anytime soon? <laughs> But he's like, it's out of my hands now. All I do is the research stuff. I make sure it's 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 correct. It is what it is, what you said it was. And now it goes off to the grading process. So now I'm at step four. So cool. Well, that's a step in the right direction. Yeah, I don't know when I'm gonna get that stuff back, but some guy made it when I posted that, I tweeted that. He's like, uh, he goes, Yeah, you should get it back by October now. <laughs> that's probably true. That wouldn't be too bad though. If well, I mean, like I would have my I would have been without my cars now for almost a year. I just expect it to be longer than that at this point. So I guess Do that's you? me. Yeah. I, I, yeah. Cause I don't even know minor. I think most of mine are on step three that I've sent in and it's clo- closing in on a year. So. Ah. Yeah, so, I mean, stuff like that. Um, you know, my, my time is spent on, I do like, and I'm not as aggressive as you, other people are so like that, but I would, I would like to be able to go out on the market more and, you know, local card shops, if there are any other ones or uh, you know, yard sales i'm kind of digging on mm-hmm. the yard sales as, as my uh my wife calls it junkin i love sure. uh, junkin and um i don't know maybe i'll start doing that more often but i'd rather spend my time on that i just don't think i'd have time to start doing like anything of e-federations anymore i don't know well the reason i bring this up is because we had kicked around the idea about getting listeners involved with like some kind of wrestling card federation e-fed around is that something that you guys would want to do and how would we do that? Like, I don't even know. Like, uh, I you know did something similar on your on your channel where did. you did like a like a like a death match for cards like that. People would like kind of vote what the better card was, wasn't it? Yeah, we could. I mean, if you wanted to do something based on that, we could basically like book our own like e card federation based on card versus card. People vote. It's just something that I kind of got the idea off of our last after dark episode after you talking about that, and then you know you brought up to me, didn't you do something similar to that? I was like, hey, maybe the listeners would want to do that. So if you're listening and you would be interested in us doing that, where we can maybe write some storylines with the cards and have some fun with it, maybe not. Uh, maybe we just let people. Or vote maybe on even it. make it simplistic enough where it just takes your death match type concept and kind of. Yeah, we could do that. Do something like that where we just kind of match, like, hey, this card has been undefeated, man. It just keeps going. It just keeps going. It's like, okay, you won this battle. Have it face in other cards like that. What do you guys think? Is this card still better than that? You know, I don't know. Something yeah. like that would be kind of cool. Yeah. And so just let us know. Um, reply to this uh dms are open just tweet us whatever on any of our accounts we'll we'll you know get it and share it with one way or another yeah but if this is something you guys would want to do let us know if not that's cool no problem it's just an idea that i thought of um one more note as we're closing we're talking about grading i have an sgc order out 
Okay. You remember our I, last our last round table with uh, David and Yamwax? Yeah, I think you're pretty close. To, it's come going by pretty fast, isn't it? Yeah. And uh, here the I just I just kind of wanted to give like a like a public service announcement, not PSA the grading company, but a PSA as in you know. <laughs> yes. <laughs> but I'll be doing a video on this, and I'll say it again. But their customer service has just been phenomenal once again. Second time in a row now I've used them and the customer service is just outstanding. Um, I did have an issue logging into their website, which is very strange. Like I would put my login information in, it would accept it. So it was like the proper information, but then I would hit submit order and ask me to sign in again. And it was this weird like cycle. So I asked, I emailed them, they got back to me within an hour and tried to walk me through how to do things. I couldn't get it to work. So they said, you know what, just send it in. Uh, here's a form, fill out the form, you know, just, it, it's basically like an online grading form, but just in paper. So you just send an email, you a form and you handwrite it and send yep. it in? Sent it in, sent it priority. They had it in logged and the account charge, my credit card account charge within a, a day and a half after I sent it. Hey, that problem sounds like a caching issue on your browser. Like that. Like you well, I thought so too, but I've used three or four different devices on different internet connections oh. and I, I just can't get it figured out. Oh. But if, you know, the fact that they, we're able to still just take the piece of paper, give me an invoice order, get my cards all logged in. And, you know, hopefully I'll have them back within a month and we'll see what happens. But I just took uh, David and Yam's wax advice because I got so many cards that are like, you know, the uh, $20 and under range mm -hmm. that if you could get, you know, an eight to a 10 on, you could, you know, you might, after grading fees and shipping and all that stuff, Hypothetically, what if you take a $20 card and you could make, turn that into $100 based on the grade? Sure. If you take a $20 card, you're not going to turn it into $100 raw. No. And that was my whole idea. Like I've got, I've got a whole set of 82 All-Stars, 82, 83. Like I want them together in a set with PSA slabs. So I'm not sending them to SGC, but sure. I am going to use SGC for some of these other cards. And I think I ran that by you. I talked mm -hmm. to David about it a little bit, and that's just kind of the conclusion I've come to with what to do with some of these lower cards, as well as like, I'm only sending cards like the WCW main event stuff, whether it's Austin or Hogan or Macho Man, you know, their first WCW sure. cards, Eric Bischoff rookies in there. Yep. I have so many copies of those. So if I send one, two, three of those SGC, like it's not gonna hurt me because then I can send the rest to PSA, use those SGC fees to pay for the PSA fees sure. and just keep it going. Are you uh, submitting on your own or using a bulk list uh, with somebody else? I just submit it on my own. What's the fees they, on that? What, what, what are they charging per card? It's a flat 30. If you want like the cheapest, lowest grade, or like it's a 30 to 60 day return, $30 a card, no matter what, they don't upcharge you based on your like God, you know yeah that, that's a, you know that's a whole different topic we can have about or or we can finish i don't know because grading is felt like i have a serious issue i, I get the grading aspect mm -hmm. and, and obviously i'm doing it and i understand it's need but, well here's my serious and i'm just gonna do it now i don't have i don't want to have a talk about a topic about it all by itself i'm just gonna let it out now <laughs> it is after dark it's yeah after dark. so i have a serious problem with psa in the sense that I don't understand, and we've talked about this before off air. I don't know if we've talked about on air before. Why do you give a rat's ass what the value of my card is? Why do you, as a grading company whose only job is to authenticate and grade my card, why do you care and upcharge me based on the value of my card? Why do you get a cut of it? 
Why do you get a cut of the value of my card when your sole job is to, and to do your job is to grade my card? Just grade it in, in the most unbiased way possible and don't go, well, you got a card here, it could be worth thousands of dollars. We want more money from you. I, I, it, I'm keeping this as PG as possible, man, <laughs> because it's just, it really pisses me off that it was a thing that I liked about HGA, which is fine or anybody else. I, I mean, I just did it. I just did it because it was a new company sure, and wanted yeah. to try it out. Um, uh, would I get something done in the future by them? Maybe for some PC stuff. I don't know. Cool design, you know, labels. I don't know. It's, it's, it's each their own. Uh, but uh, they don't care. It's like, it's a flat fee, flat price. We don't care if your card's worth a million dollars or a dollar. I mean, it's just, why do you care what I can make on my, on my card? Mm -hmm. And I, I hate that. I absolutely hate that. It's a, such a big uh, uh, red flag to me on a company. I, and I get it. It's PSA. There's a standard. There's a Rolls Royce, the whatever you want to call them. I don't care. It's just, it's a thing that about them that bothers me that it shouldn't be an issue. Just do your job <laughs> and grade my card and don't care about what I sell it for. I agree. Uh, the only thing that I think, and but SGC does this too, is you put your declared value. And the whole reason that you do that is so they can make sure that your shipping back to you is okay. ins insured enough for it. So sure. sometimes that goes I'll, up. I, I have no problem saying, right. you know what? I'm going to send you this card. I believe it's worth a million dollars. Okay. And you want me to pay the insurance in that? Great. That's on me. That's me. I, right. di I dictate what my card value is. Right. You don't dictate what my card value is. And you don't tell me that, well, you're getting a big pie. So we want a piece of your pie. Prime example of that is on my first SGC order, I sent in an 82 uh, Hogan as well. And it came back an SGC four. So if you want to do like a PSA comparison, a uh, PSA comparison, maybe for a four is like, I don't know, three, $4,000 maybe. So if you're going by PSA standards, that would put you in the, I think, express to super express range. Sure. So, so that card would have cost me, you know, two, three, four hundred dollars to get it graded. Guess what it cost me on SGC? Thirty dollars. Yeah. And that's the way it should be. Yeah. It's the way it's the way it should be. I, I just I just think that uh, you're really, um, uh, you know, sucking the life out and really just milking people's money because again, I get wanting to make money, but mm -hmm. if you're, if your job is just to authenticate and grade, you have no business, zero business, yeah. uh, uh, caring about what my card is worth because one man's trash is another man's treasure. So you don't get to uh, dictate to me on what you think my stuff is worth. I don't care what the comps are. The comps could be whatever they want, but you know what? Maybe I'm getting graded from you because people love that PSA slab, right. which again, that's another thing to me. I just, I think that the label on it was very hospital wristband looking to me, but <laughs> that's just me. Uh, but, and I, but I get it. It's, it's, it's the benchmark. I get it. Mm -hmm. I totally get it. And I understand it. And that's, you know, if I had a choice, I want PSA graded my cards too, because I want the most value for my, my sure. collection. I totally get that. But I just, uh, you know, if I want to take uh, my million dollar card and go give it to the kid down the street for uh, for a buck because I like him. I, I'm not going to pay a, a fee because you think it's a million dollar card. And I, I don't care. Timmy doesn't give a shit. He just, yeah. <laughs> it's, just it's his card. Um, it's just, it mind boggled me. I, I just don't, I don't get it. And people are like, oh, it's cool, man. I know it's it's worth it to me to pay an extra $500 because my card's going to be worth 10,000. Well, I guess in the grand scheme it is too, but still. It's yeah, it, it, dep it depends on what you're trying to do because like, I think a lot of times the, especially in sports card world. And I only know this because I, well, I did it 
but not so much in the grading. I was flipping the raw stuff, but I know so many people that uh, would not have these PC pieces that are five, ten, twenty thousand dollars if they weren't able to rip a box of whatever you you pick a sport, rip a box, send a handful of those cars to grading, and then ten x their money if they got a you know a nine or a ten, sure. and then rinse and repeat. And that's why PSA got so bogged down. So, like, it's. Well, then, you know what? Hire more employees, uh, yep. uh, refine your, your infrastructure so you can handle the heavy loads like that. You're still making you know money hand over fist with all the submission entries, whether it doesn't matter what the price is. And let you know people enjoy this democracy we have called them in America and make our money however the hell we want to make our money. You don't I need agree. to tell, tell me uh, at all like, well, your car's worth a lot of money, so we want some of it or we want to charge you more because it's worth more money. So if because you're talking about, are you giving me special extra grading privileges? Am I, am I getting like the, the super new AI from the company you just bought? Uh, I mean, if I get a special slab, does my writ, my medical wristband now come with some kind of special uh, powers? I mean, uh, I, I, I don't, I don't get it. Uh, I just, it, it makes no sense to me. Man, Tony is on fire with the PSA talk. And actually I think I got some good, topics out of that for the next after dark episode we might okay. talk, I, I, might talk I'd, a little. I'd love to have a david peck back on i, I love talking to david i, I yep. respect everything he does and rob england and all the guys who do grants like that and live and breathe by psa it's like that and for good reason i totally understand that i i just don't get and i want someone to explain to me why that is an, uh, a thing and people were like yeah that's cool i'm accept that's acceptable had it just been so like it's like, well, it's just the norm now. It's been that way for years. We've accepted it. It just seems. And, and maybe it's to acceptable to the people that are not the little guy, the ones that don't have the extra five to 500,000, 2000, whatever. Sure. You know, so from, from that perspective, if you've been doing this a while and you've got that, that inventory built up to be able to pay for these kind of things. Sure. I get that perspective, but it still doesn't necessarily make it right. Yeah, it does. It's, it's like, uh, it's almost like, uh, well, you know, Amazon goes ahead and just uh, avoids all, you know, paying taxes because of all the loopholes that are available to a major corporation like that. So I get it. I understand you've made your way. You found <laughs> the loopholes like that, but it's not really fair to the little guy who has to go and pay all the damn taxes because I don't make, you know, $193 billion a year or whatever it's like. So I get it. I mean, uh, it's just it's stupid to me that uh, you should be paid extra to do the job you're already doing. <laughs> Yeah, I'm, I see both sides. Like, I, I see the I see the point of, you know, well, we'll just do it because in the end, it's going to make my card more valuable. And at the same time, I'm stuck with stuff that I can't grade because I can't submit to anything else that's sure. going to get me that return. So you got to find other ways to do it. But it's uh, yeah. I mean, I, I mean, is my opinion going to change if someone to, uh, all of a sudden I get a, a, a message from uh, PSA? I'm assuming they send you a message saying like, hey this card you sent in is actually a 10 and maybe we have to, well, you know, it's, it's bumping its value to something. You sure. know, what do they do? They, they, they upcharge you. Like you said they upcharge yeah. you. Mm -hmm. they, they message you to let you know they're going to upcharge you. Do they mm -hmm. not? Yeah. Okay. So should I be ecstatic that my, uh, let's say my 82 Cosmos comes back at 10. Oh my God. It, trust me. It ain't, but if say if it comes back at right. 10, it's like that. And they're going to upcharge me. Should I be ecstatic about that? Like, Oh my God, I now have a card. It's going to probably be worth thousands and thousands of dollars like that. Um, yeah, I'm going to, I'm excited. That it's great. Am I excited that you're going to charge me more because the job you were already going to be doing, <laughs> you want more of it? 
no, well, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not cool with that. Also, if you had only budgeted to spend X amount of dollars, and which I did. Yeah. And then that's going to hypothetically push you $300 over your budget. Like for some people that may not be a big deal, but for others, you're kind of caught there. Like, Listen, I can see, uh, you know, $30 more than what I was expecting is the same to me as $30,000 more expected. I, I, I budget to budget. And if it goes over that budget, right. that's a problem. And, and it's just, uh, you know, I'm not expecting to pull any gem mint tens. Uh, I'm not in that market to go and just, you know, evaluate with my little eyeglass and try to figure <laughs> out little things like that. You know, I literally took all my, the cards I sent in the PSA and I go, looks good to me. I just sent it in. That's, that's what I did. I go, looks good to me. I don't see any dings. You know, I gave it a at little the bit same, of look. At the same time that, man, we're getting way off top. At the same time, the stuff you're sending in though, I know what it is and it should be sent in regardless of what the grade ends up being. Sure. Yeah. You know, I don't think that's the same perspective for a lot of people, which goes back to our collector complaints where people yeah. want to argue about, oh, well, that corner's dinged. It should be this or you shouldn't have even sent that into good grading. It's not worth, you know. Yeah, I mean, it's to each their own, man. You, yeah. you send in whatever you want. I mean, for whatever your reasons are. And use whatever I mean, grading company you want to. Absolutely. absolutely. Use whatever yeah. one you want. I mean, I, I've only done HGA and now uh, and then PSA, of course, which I haven't gotten back yet. And I'm really tempted based on seeing your experience and seeing some of the positive feedback that it's getting on social media with uh, SGC. Mm -hmm. I'm thinking about sending some stuff there. Just maybe I'll just send all my current angle stuff there. You could. Maybe I'll just do all my current angle stuff there. And just uh, be happy with that because I think it looked really cool in that uh, that tuxedo slab. Yeah, they're my favorite slabs, and the customer service is fantastic. It's, and the pop reports are easy to search too. But my only complaint is just, and maybe this is something that will change eventually, is the resale value. Yeah, so. that's that's it. I mean, it really is. I mean, uh, I think people are starting to see. It. I think that SUC has kind of moved itself into the number two spot. Yeah, BGS is just doing nothing right now. Um, and you know, I, I don't know. I just. Uh, I like that look a little bit more. It's a plain white label, yeah. uh, but I, I do like that, uh, that tuxedo that they call it look. And um, I think especially for P, for PC stuff. And again, I, I, you're not going to make uh, PSA money, but you're going to probably make some kind of money on it. You're not going to, Oh yeah, you do. Yeah. You're not going to get the returns you, you know, you would have gotten on a PSA. I mean, and, and again, if you're, if you're making, if you're making an additional, let's hypothetically say 30%, on your graded card after fees and everything, you're you're out, you're beating the stocks. So sure, why not? Yeah, I mean, where else? I mean, that's what uh, you know. David Peck said a long time ago. Where else? What other commodity can you invest in and get your returns on that that kind of percentage like that on a consistent yeah. basis? Uh, it's almost like uh, it's a no brainer thing. It's like it's almost a sure thing yep. in a sense. And it's just um, you really can't. I mean, I, I think uh, mainstream's you know, coming into it. That's why we see some high prices in some cases uh, coming into it and looking at it going, hey, you know, I can make some serious money at this. Uh, one other thing I want to throw out here since we're talking grading companies and then we need to probably close yeah, out. We're getting that. way off the topic. Um, I noticed eBay has a graded section as a specific requirement on cards now. Really? So if you okay. hit graded, yes or no. If you hit yes, there's only, I think, let's see. SGC, BGS, PSA, and CSG. Those are the only companies you can select from. I find that funny that CSG came to the market and grading cards after HGA. <laughs> I, th I think it's the the history that they have. The with it, it is. It's got to be that. Yeah, the, the, they, they have the reputation already. Something I'm kind of wondering is if they'll do with what they've done with some kind of paper money and coins to where 
if it's not a certain grade or it's not a under a specific level on an account, a seller's account or something, they won't allow you to sell it. Like I can't, I can't sell paper money and coins on eBay anymore based on whatever kind of account I have set up. So hypothetically, people get these cards graded through these companies that are not those four. Is eBay going to allow you to sell it? Do you sell it as ungraded, even though it's great? You know, it's just something to think about. Wow, that is that's uh, crazy. I didn't th- I didn't know that. I just noticed it the other day because I was relisting a bunch of stuff. So interesting. I'm sure that uh, it'll be a topic with eBay itself to possibly add other companies like that. I wonder what the requirements are to be actually listening to that drop down. Yeah, I, I can't remember right offhand, but um, definitely saving some more grading topics to talk to you about on the best sure. after dark. They may or may not be graded card related. They may just be grading in general. So there's yeah. a teaser for your next episode. Didn't I didn't mean to get on that like that, but it, <laughs> it, it opened the door. We had a, we had such a hot uh, discussion already earlier, uh, just for fun. I mean, just getting yeah. kind of riled up with our roundtable when we recorded for uh, for for later. Um, it's just uh, I don't know. I've been wanting to get that off my chest for a while. I, I've done it. It feels really good <laughs> to get that off my chest. <laughs> well, I hope you guys had fun listening. Hope it feels really good to listen to us banter back and forth about nonsense. And I hope yeah. you guys are having fun. Tony, once again, let everybody know where they can find you. WrestlingTradingCards.com is where the house of everything that I do. For and make sure to time. check out the WTC YouTube page too. Fantastic stuff over there. Uh, lots of good interviews. I'm telling you, you're interview style that you've been doing whether it's bringing on talent whether it's bringing on guys like Wes that are just these ultimate collector finishers since he now has that WCW autograph Uh, like I can't wait to have him on at my show and your show to just have him talk about this great collection that he's wait I actually I'm scheduled to have him and Paul because Paul's the other guy I know has a complete set and then when Jamie finishes the set I'm gonna we're all gonna be on together oh my this better be on pay-per-view yeah (laughs) And then, uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's some fun stuff on there. So I, I'm, I, I struggle to get content out as much as you do. Uh, but I, what I, when I do do it, I enjoy doing it. So every Monday, correct. Every Monday at 8 AM, you can, uh, jump on YouTube there and just like that. And I got to get caught up. I know I'm behind, uh, I'll get caught up and have all the audio versions of everything up on, um, all your favorite, uh, podcast streaming services, whatever. Same places. You can probably check this episode out and yep. you can also check out my podcast, Wrestling With Cards, as well as my YouTube page, Wrestling With Cards. Find me all over social platforms at Zan Morning. Thank you guys for listening. Make sure to subscribe to this show and share it with a friend. Let's get more wrestling fans that don't collect wrestling cards to check us out, maybe get them into the hobby. And make sure to leave us a review too. That'll help us get in front of more listeners and help out the ratings. Until next time, see you guys. (laughs) 